do it, Gabe. I'll make it happen as quietly as possible. What? <laughs> Is that mine? Copy that. Copy that. Looks like you having none of your shit today. It's not me. It's not mine. Not, not none of my shit. I can tell you that much. But yeah. Mimi, ahoy, my boy. I feel like it's a podcast within a co- coffee shop kind of a, or a library. Yeah, you know, you got these lights, these uh, these warm white lights. <laughs> True, kinda, for sure. Yeah, man. Aesthetic, as yeah. they would say. For sure. I don't know. Got to keep it quiet, though. Baby's baby sleeping. Baby is sleeping. Hi, Maddie. Mm-hmm. She's saying that she drank a lot of beer. Good for you, Maddie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> We went to this uh, brewery today. Actually, we'll, like we'll talk about that in the podcast. Yeah. See, it's gonna be weird because I can't go like, <gasps> you know what I mean? Like my big. Oh, you still can do it. You just gotta go. No, we haven't done that yet. A free dining plan? <laughs> oh, there's a free dining plan that I'm kind of down. But I know, like they said that if it's like you have to pay for it, it's not really worth it. But if it's free. I'm kind of cool with that. <laughs> By July. For those of you who can't hear, Jake is conversing with my girlfriend who is not Mike. off stage. And not Mike. And off air. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a mic over there one day for Maddie when she sits here and joins us. Yeah, that'd be fun. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 69, right? 69. Yes, sir. So again, as we stated on the pre-roll, that we are remaining quiet as possible because my child is sleeping in the other room, and it is 10 o'clock at night on a beautiful day <laughs> on the south side of Chicago. Quite Illinois. early compared to what we've done before. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I might not even post it tonight. I might just wait until the <laughs> just morning. Wait until tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Feeling a little lazy, I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. But yeah, so if we're not as loud and as obnoxious as we normally are, it's because my child is sleeping. But yeah, uh, I'm your host, Jacob, and today I have my buddy, Gabe. Hoy. And you might hear Maddie's whispers in the background because she's hanging out on the couch. Cool, cool, cool. But in the meantime, how are you doing, Gabe? Good, man. How was your week? Uh, uneventful. Oh. Long story short. Uh, now we're here. Good stuff. We got, a, we got a good selection of topics this week. Yeah, a little bit of a mix. I uh, switched up the format a little bit because I figured, you know, I, I think our music is more of a niche thing than anything else, right? Yeah, yeah. So I slide it to near the end of the podcast. So if people want to tune out, they can do that. But that's why I figured because yeah, I think I think our music is the most niche thing of all the things that we talk about. Yeah, because it's always about the yeah and the yeah. yeah basically yeah. But yeah, so let's go ahead and get this bitch started. So first off, okay, your week was good, uneventful, right? Yeah, so my week was good, uneventful. So we're gonna keep that simple, uh, <laughs> all that good stuff. But um, I finished God of War. Cool. What'd you think? Uh, you love it? It was. It's. It got better. Game it, of the year. It's a five out of five. Game, game of the year, year. yeah. Um, right. and I think it's fair to say that a lot of people feel that way about this particular game. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, controversy about how the game treated the Norse mythology mm. so far, and kind of the whole, you know, what, what do you have to say about that? And we're not. We're, this is going to be spoiler free for the most part, yeah. Just because uh, this game's still fairly new, yeah. Um, I think they treated it with tremendous respect. I think it totally makes sense, yeah. And uh, it is kind of lined up for the next one. They kind of oh left the man, door. the next one's gonna be so good. Yeah, they left the door open. I don't know if you saw the secret ending. Have you seen the video for that? Secret no, ending? not the secret one. No, we'll talk about that because it was fucking hype. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a great game, man. I had a lot of fun all the way through. 
um, I started to explore through the other realms that we weren't forced to go to. Uh, so I went to the fire realm. That's where I'm at right now. And it's more of like a combat. Ooh, test your, your abilities. Kind test of a, your might. Yeah, test your abilities kind of a place. Um, having fun with it, though. And uh, at this point, I was Adrian, I'm like, I'm going to try to knock out everything I can. And then I'm going to play through it again on like the hardest difficulties Oof. and see how long it takes me to get through. Cause yeah, it best was, of luck with that one. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, man, like I said, I don't want to harp on it too long because we talked about it on last week's podcast. But five out of five is still a five out of five going to be the game of the year no doubt uh okay here's kind of the big question um is it worth the 60 dollars? 100 percent. good copy it is a game actually if you want to borrow it now my my might be a good time because <laughs> i'm kind of like i'm probably gonna just take a step back from it from a little bit because i just finished it and uh so if you want to borrow it my, now might be a good time for you to borrow that copy that copy that um so you heard it here folks yes if you're on the fence about it and, it, it, and it's amazing because because this is a game that's only multiple, only single player. Yeah, and it earned that sixty dollar mark. There's, it's proof. Very that, few games yeah, can do that. It's proof that you don't need a multiplayer to make a great game, and they prove that. Santa Monica Studios proved that. So, absolutely. Yes, sir. All right, let's uh, let's dive right into these topics. All right. So, um, what was I? I forgot what exactly what brought up this topic, but um, you think community feedback, uh, being like communities being involved in the development of gaming. You think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I think it really depends on the title. If you're doing like an indie game, and a lot of uh, community feedback is important mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Even uh, even like stuff on a smaller scale. Yeah. But if we're talking about like AAA titles, community yeah. feedback can be pretty cancerous. Yeah. Because uh, I, I firmly believe that the bigger a gaming community gets, the more toxic it gets. For sure. It's yeah. just how it works. Look uh-huh. at Overwatch. Look at Siege. Uh-huh. But I... See, I don't want to limit it to like a select few, but mm. it's got to be something you're wary of, man. Mm. If, if they take everything too literal and they take every bit of advice piece yep. for piece, you know, it's just going to go downhill. Yeah, because I think, um, you know, as a, I think we talked about this way back in the day, but as an art form, gaming is an art form. You know, once you're, if you're creating it, uh, I feel like you should have the right to put out whatever you want. You know what I mean? And kind of create whatever you want. As long as you're not trying to take advantage of people, yeah, absolutely. Do, do what you want. So uh, I don't again. I, I don't remember. I think I, one of these games was getting like a like a redo or re, like a redoing of the infrastructure of the game because people were complaining about it. I forgot which game when it comes to the top of my head, but um, that's what kind of brought up this topic. I thought that was kind of an interesting way to kind of start off the podcast because we talked about that before. Like I said, it's, it could be anything that applies to music or whatever the fuck. I think um, the artist has the right to do whatever the fuck they want in that regard. But absolutely, huh. I think it depends how competitive the game is is as well. Because if you look at stuff like Smite and mm-hmm. Siege, that gets a lot of um, not only community feedback, but yeah. like pro league feedback. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they take that into account. If there's like an OP god, which is usually the case in, you know, eight out of ten times this yeah. first like month mm-hmm. before they nerf and patch. Yep. Um, they'll they'll examine it. They'll let people kind of go crazy with it a little bit. And then they'll step back and they'll be like, all right, well, we got to make this viable for the next championship. Yeah. Or we got to make sure this isn't crazy OP. Yeah, you know? for sure. Except, you know. Rainbow Six and uh, Tachanka, and let's not get into that. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but yeah, I think it's in the. It's kind of important. Uh, what else is going to bring up? So yeah, so moving on to the next topic. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this particular game. It dropped a couple days ago. It's uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. No, right? I have not seen it. I am a Tomb Raider fan, however. You are a Tomb Raider fan. Okay. Did you play the, the most recent reboot that uh, they did? No, I haven't played the reboot. The last one I played was the PS2 one with the uh, Pyramid movies. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. So, um, the, the very, because I think, uh, 
the first Tomb Raider that came out on the new consoles, um, first off, it was a great game. It had a great story. It, it kind of re- it was like an origin story. It wasn't necessarily a um, like a like a reboot. It was more like a prequel. Okay, kinda, cool, kind of. Cool. And this is that Laura Croft before she became the Tomb Raider that she eventually becomes. And uh, I guess the last game I didn't play it because it was like an Xbox exclusive for a little bit. And by the time I think it came, it came out, around, I was kind of over it. Um, but it seemed like fun, you know. And um, this one, uh, it's kind of like um, she's becoming the Laura Croft that we know, you know. And it's very dark in tone. You'll see the trailer. You'll definitely. She's kind of like the predator. She's like picking people off in the middle Oof. of the fucking jungle, kind of shit, covered in mud, and kind of awesome. <laughs> dope um and i think it's the next step for uh you know her because like i said you know she has that legacy with her and uh she's kind of becoming the character that we all know and love uh all the while kind of having a little bit more complexities that come along with her a little bit more of a storytelling experience obviously these days as opposed to what it was like you said during the pyramid booby era but i think it's cool and i think it's something you should check out especially because if you're a fan uh you know what i think i think just cut out the middleman and uh play kev when you're running defense <laughs> you're ridiculous just a little bit yeah you're gonna tell what i've been playing before yeah. i got here yes uh <laughs> so uh how, how was the the the, the siege treat you gave good man i had uh, i had a couple good runs earlier today but uh no matter how good you are if you're not actively alive your team can seriously fuck it up for you mm-hmm. i took down three in one game in uh in, in like one round so it was 4v2 and i was like they got this then it was 4v1 and i was like oh yeah this is in the bag and then it was 1v1 before i knew it and then we lost and i was like how yeah <laughs> how do you fuck that lead up i don't know guys was it on offense or defense uh we were on offense that round okay let me i kind of see that if you're kind of sitting in the corner still though man yeah i get still. it still because I'm like, if you're on defense, just sit in a fucking corner and wait. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all you got to do. I love defense. Yeah. They come to you. Yeah, just sit in a corner and wait. But, yeah, man, I picked up, uh, picked Capkin back up. Okay. Kind of let him sit for a little bit just so I could explore. Mm-hmm. But uh, Capkin, Pulse, going back and forth between the two. You feeling Pulse, huh? Yeah, Pulse is kind of a weird one. Sometimes I'll have good games with them, and the other times I'm like, dude, this character sucks. Yeah. Hit or miss. Really yeah. depends. I played Pulse in the beta, and I haven't played him since, really, to be honest with yeah. you. I like the UMP. I think the UMP is a good weapon, but Castle has it too. But I'm thinking, I feel like the FBI, the defending FBI really don't do anything mm, for me. Maybe they should uh, get some new FBI defending operators. Yeah. Or just some new FBI operators, period. Yeah. Because Ash is great. She's uh Who's the other attacking? Uh, is it Thermite? Is yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Thermite. Yeah. Yeah. So both are, are super viable, viable in yes. the meta. Yeah. Mash is, Ash is super fast mm-hmm. and somewhat argue that her hitbox is broken <laughs> yeah actually you've been reading the online comments i see <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah it's kind of sad that you know ash and thermite are pretty much they should be picked in any good team yeah, for either, sure either ash or hibana yeah but then you know defense you could really do without castle and, and pulse, pulse good addition good staple not necessary yeah for sure he's more of a anti uh like anti, uh, like somebody who's trying to pick you off, like flanker, anti flanker. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I like playing pulse on maps that I know they're gonna try and scale. Mm-hmm. So like cafe, yeah. I like playing him on cafe because you know you're, you're gonna scale if you're on cafe. Yeah, for sure. Nobody goes through that fucking front door. Yeah. You crazy? Yeah. You fucking crazy? Sometimes I like to throw a throw in a curveball and go through the front door. Usually I get met with a frost yeah. trap. And then, <laughs> and then people peek over the ledge and they're like, oh, <laughs> somebody was stupid enough to go through the front door. 
That's me. That, that's my mindset when I'm placing my capkin traps. I'm like, well, I have one left. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the guy who triggers it. That's me, yeah, for sure. But back in the day when uh, capkin uh, cap traps used to kill, that was fun. Back in the day when capkin traps used to have the laser too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad with it. I'm glad with the rework they did with him because I think it was necessary. But Still, uh, though, they hit for sixty. Yeah, just a good chunk. Yeah, for sure. Well, just all you got to do is get a couple of shots in before they notice that you're there. You're good. Yeah, Especially or, or uh, do what happened to me today and get hit with two back to back. Yeah, huh? Yeah. So somebody played a mean capkin against yeah. me today. You might have to switch over to IQ, Gabe, just to counter that. I like IQ. She's fun. Yeah. I also have like a legendary headgear for IQ, and I was like, it's cool, but I never play her. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, Gabe. So um, moving on, this is your topic in the the music category. Oh thing about. yeah. So a uh, band I'm quite. Uh, a a band I quite enjoy uh, is dropping a new album. Okay. So the band is uh, Ghost. Uh-huh. Ghost Species, as some may know them. Uh-huh. Pretty ridiculous band. Why did they change their name? Out of curiosity. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Actually, I think it was always Ghost, but I think like on posters it says Ghost Species. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. And they did this whole thing where um, they got a new lead singer, but they didn't because it's the same, same character. dude. But no, 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 no. no. It's the same actor, but it is a different character. You got to look at it that way. So it's the same dude singing, but the previous persona was uh, uh, Papa Emeritus the Fourth, uh-huh. and there were three before him. He was all the same. It yeah, the same it was guy. all the same. And so they kicked this one out on their um, last tour last year, like fall last year. Security pulled him off stage, and people were going crazy. And he came back out as this other dude called uh, Cardinal Copia, and. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, his whole thing was like, there will be a new era of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Some real Scooby-Doo shit. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Ghosts is like, it's a it's a one-man thing with uh, touring members, essentially. So Has, have, those, have those guys rotated? Yeah. You know, Dave Grohl was a nameless ghoul at one point. No, he was not. Yeah, he was. That's kind of cool. He was but... absolutely a nameless ghoul at one point. <laughs> but yeah, think, think Beartooth, but... Just over the top, crazy paint shit like that. Okay, they put on a great live show too. But anyway, getting to the point, they're dropping their album. All right, um, and, you know, singles come out. And they're like, oh, pre-order our new album. Mm-hmm. We are Ghost BC. Mm-hmm. And I checked it out, and they have obviously your CD. Uh, they have a vinyl record, mm-hmm. which is pretty stock nowadays. And on top of that, they offer a cassette, which isn't uncommon, mm-hmm. an eight-track. But wait, it gets cooler. There is a pre-order bundle where you get the album and a leather plague doctor Togter mask for thirty-five bucks, and huh. that's not even bad. Uh huh. I thought that was a pretty cool pre-order. Interesting. Yeah. I can't even think of cool pre-orders like that. Maybe not for um, for music. music. Yeah, but like games and stuff. You like statues and cool shit. Yeah, but I don't know. I just never seen like a plague doctor mask up for. That's a little weird. I dig it though, man. Thirty five bucks ain't bad at all. I was thinking about like you never heard of the, the 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 Norwegian black metal band uh, Mayhem. Yeah, you know they had that serial killer or that's that yeah, yeah, yeah. who they should have like pre ordered like fragments S- of his skull. Yeah, yeah that would yeah that been kind of cool. That would have been super metal. Yeah, I mean pre orders weren't massive back then though. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I can't even think of one off the top of my head that was kind of sticks out like that. But yeah. if you enjoy um, doom metal. Yeah, it's pretty much doom metal. Yeah, some of their older stuff has a real Scooby Doo kind of vibe, and I dig it. I like how Scooby Doo is coming up with a very descriptive term for you, it, dude. I'll, I'll play a song for you after the after the cast. Uh-huh. But 
But yeah, Scooby Doo ass music. <laughs> Especially considering my retro review, which is a new segment that I'm starting <laughs> this week. Cool, cool, cool. But uh, so yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, what else we got here, Gabe? Oh, we this got pretty much the, you all week. Uh, I did all the music stuff yeah. this week, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Let's see uh, the Agony scene. The Agony mm-hmm. scene is a band way back when. Uh, I quite enjoyed them. They're very heavy, mm-hmm. very consistent with their music for a bit there, mm-hmm. and then they just I don't know. They took a hiatus. Yeah. Uh, they kind of lived their lives for a bit. Yep. And then out of nowhere, they dropped a new song 11 years later. Uh-huh. And now they have an album coming out mm-hmm. and everybody's freaking the fuck out. Cause this was like, this is, this is a band that has like a cult following. Yeah. They weren't super mainstream and they were kind of like, you know, yeah. You had to kind of stumble across it for sure. Yeah. And then they drop a single and everybody's freaking the fuck out. Cool. And I'm super excited. Yeah. I checked it out. Um, they don't bring anything new to the table, but it was a lot of fast, fast and furious, and yeah, like thrashy yeah, kind of shit. That's kind of cool. It was kind of cool. They I were, um, yeah, like now it's not anything new, but ten, yeah. fifteen yeah. years ago, it was like, wow, I didn't even know you could do this with music. This is true. So, uh, so did you know the, them before the fact, or did I, I knew them? Yeah, I knew okay. them before this. I kind of, I don't want to say I grew up on them, uh-huh. but I knew a couple singles here and there. Okay, and you know, it was just always something I jammed to. Cool. So I'm excited for that album. We yeah. finally have. A contender, I might even say, for oh. for uh, Dispose. Oh, okay. So we'll see what happens with that. Interesting, interesting. And your favorite, uh, your next topic is something that you wanted to talk about again. Cool, cool. Okay, so first, this is going to be a, a two-part thing. Okay. And uh, so first of all, let's talk about the new Parkway Drive uh, song. Did you listen to it? I have not listened to it yet. Okay. Um, very dadcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dig it. Mm-hmm. It has a very kind of medieval vibe to it. <laughs> You listen to it, you're like, yeah, this is, yeah, man, you'll hear it. It has very, like, dark age kind of influences. Okay. Uh, people are, like, freaking out because they're like, oh, Parkway Drive betrayed us. This is top 10 anime betrayals. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're doing the, like, the Watch Mojo top 10. <laughs> and, you know, people are freaking the fuck out. Yeah, I yeah. dig it. Uh, we spoke about, you know, changing your musical direction mm-hmm. before. But I think that this kind of solidifies what they want to do okay because it's not it's not ire mm. you know it's not atlas it's somewhere in between and i quite dig it mm. interesting i had to check it out because i know like the like we, we talked about it before the previous singles just weren't doing anything for me and, i think um, this one might you think so yeah album comes out may 4th this coming friday what's it called uh the resurgence re reverence reverence okay yeah. reverence interesting i wonder I, I wonder why they went that route I, uh, I mean, obviously, we could probably talk about growing taste, but like musically, it's not all that different. It's more of a vocal thing, I think. Uh, the instrumentals are very good. Yeah. I think uh, the vocalist, I mean, come on, you've been playing the same songs for a decade? Yeah. You're going to tell me, what were you listening to 10 years ago? Me? Yeah. Pretty much the same show I listen to now. Right. But I'm sure there's some <laughs> stuff that evolved. For sure. Yeah. Sure there's uh, some, some stuff I'm just like. You're like, look back at it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually found my iPod the other day in my car. Did we? Yeah, we, did you bring it in? We need to, you need to bring it in one of oh, these weeks. Oh shit, I'll bring it in next yeah. week. Yeah, because we talked about that before. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through it and we'll, we'll cringe together, bro. <laughs> okay, so not to change the subject on partway driving, we'll definitely get back to it. So I went through Apple Music and I found a Tony Hawk Underground playlist. Nice. And nice. I fucking play, I'm gonna put that shit on blast. I was listening to some Bad Religion earlier today. I'm like, yeah, some good oh, stuff. Bad Religion is the shit. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Go back back to partway okay. drive. So for the second part. Uh, I kind of want to celebrate everything that Parkway Drive has done thus far. So I'm okay. going to ask you, uh, this is a little thing I'm going to play. Um, I'm going to play little snippets of songs, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have you guess the album itself mm-hmm. of Off Air, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. 
Okay. So, so hit that pause button, motherfucker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're back. back. Uh, I played two songs, two snippets for mm-hmm. Jacob. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what was your initial guess? Well, the initial guess was that it was Horizons, just due to the guitar work, okay. right? Because I was jamming that the other day, and I could have swore I heard an intro similar to yeah, the yeah. one that you that you heard that I heard. But then the vocals kicked in, and the production of the vocals made me second guess myself. And then the second one, and the bass was very prominent, which is not something that I remember of previous Parkway Drive work, right? Okay. And I'm, I could be overanalyzing this to shit. I could be. Um, but then you played the second one that didn't sound like guitar work, didn't quite sound like Horizons era, but the bass was still very prominent. So I'm, I want to say those are linked together somehow on the same album. Um, so your guess was that they're both off the same album? They are, uh, they, that is correct. Yes, uh-huh. that is correct. Uh, that, now, I was... What? I'm gonna say horizons and be terribly wrong. Horizons and to be terribly wrong. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let me tell you this. None of those were Parkway Drive. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I guess the point <laughs> I'm getting at here is if you miss old Parkway Drive, uh, <laughs> Who's check that? out this band called Bleed From Within. Somebody threw this my way the other day. Straight up, dude. Yeah, I'm like, dude. I... It's um. It is like Horizons, Deep Blue, Atlas. Wow. And uh, yeah, Jacob's face is straight up. Genuine. So check that out. That album. What's they, the name of them? Uh, Bleed from Within is the band, and uh, they dropped an album called Era, which is almost ire, <laughs> which is kind of funny actually. That album, um, I listened through it all the way through. It bangs very hard. No shit. Um, it definitely does sound like Horizons, but different production, vocalists. Holy shit! It's you know? like yeah, to a T, dude. To a T. The only thing that's different is the bass. That's yeah. it. Their bassist is. Uh, I mean, I guess you could fucking hear him. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how I was able to pinpoint that. Right? So. Damn, that was good. And, and you know, I I'm like, I think I got fun. you because if anybody here were to know Parkway Drive, yeah. you know him much better because you've been listening to him longer. For Long time. So. Wow. Yeah, man. Bleed From Within. Check out their, their album called Era. I already downloaded it. It's already yep. on my phone. I just downloaded so. it right now. Holy <laughs> shit. For all those missing uh, that old school sound. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Point being proven, there is something out there that for that those fans that are missing kind of that I I know that uh that hole in your soul I've been there I'm kind of I'm kind of mad at you gave you you fucking bamboozled me I'm kind of <laughs> pissed off about this because I'm like uh, but I I just proved your point really that's what was kind of the whole deal what was your next guess if it wasn't Horizons I'm like because it's definitely not Deep Blue no no it would have been Atlas but I'm like I've listened to Atlas up and down and I don't worry you yeah you could probably name most of the songs off Atlas yeah I'm like and I can't like right? I can't it's a weird one wow. That was good. So bleed, with, bleed from within. I know what I'm looking at. Shit and out. it's 2018. So this could be considered for album of the year for me if I listen to it all the way through. Hey, it's, a, it's a fucking great album. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Like I said, man, if uh, if this was the MCU, uh, Parkway <laughs> Drive would be like Earth 313. And then like uh, Bleed from Within would be like Earth like 264 or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. Uh. Cool beans, man. I'm glad that kind of frazzled you. It did. Because... Uh, now I'm flabbergasted. Yeah, flabbergasted is a good word. Flabbergasted <laughs> is a good word. Okay. Um. Oh. Uh. You want you want to run a agree or disagree? Uh. Yeah. I'll do that. Hold on. Let me and pull. Then, up. then we'll run mine. Yeah. I'll pull up the notes real quick. Hold on. Because I do have. I didn't have as many as I did that first week, but I did come up with some stuff. And yeah, I. I got some good ones for you too. Oh man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> By the way, I like how um the phrase Aldi brand between me and you kind of became like a thing. Oh, I've, I've incorporated that to yeah. many other people as yeah. well. So, so uh, if you hear it come back around to you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, man, oh, man. man. My girlfriend's knocked the fuck out. Well, my the upside is is that if we don't wake up Maddie, I don't think we're gonna wake up my daughter. So that's the upside. Oh, She's, well, she, she is also drunk. <laughs> well, <laughs> dude, so okay. I only got four here. Cause All right, this is agree or disagree. Round yeah. three. Round three. Fight. Uh, Sharp Tooth is Aldi brand Vanna with the female vocalist. Uh, agree. A hundred percent, right? I. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um. I'm kind of hoping Davey comes out for Sharp Tooth set because I know they're good friends. Yeah, but I don't know if he's going to be doing the touring of it aspect of it. And if he no, is, it'll like, be like one or two steps, yeah. and it probably won't be here. It'll probably be like the Boston one, and, and then like something well, on the East Coast. I think he's living in Oregon now, so he could do. He looks like he'd live in Oregon. Yeah, man. Apparently, it's beautiful over there, so can't hate him for it. But good copy. That was something that came to my mind, and Adriana's just not fan. Fond. She likes the music, but when she once what's I think her name is Lauren starts screaming, she's kind of like, "I'm out of it." I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm like, "They're just not doing it." It's just like I and I enjoy the music, and I, she's as vocalist as talented. But when I start listening to like the lyrics of it all, I'm kind of like, "This is a talking about like social injustice." I'm like, "This is a white woman." Like, I get it. The patriarch. Uh, would you say that uh, quick? This motherfucker's at it again. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's my point. But I, I told Adrian, I'm like, I listen to one sharp two song, and I want to go to Vanna like every time. <laughs> like it's not even a fucking contest. Oh, either okay. e- either Vanna or every time I die. Those are the two places I go immediately after visiting this. But so yeah, you agree then, huh? Absolutely. Okay, so this is something that's kind of out left for me because pop punk safe to say not my thing right okay i think that's a kind of an understatement for me but i will say and this is my second one yellow card is the most underrated pop punk band Ooh, underrated i don't know um were you and literally on this planet when ocean avenue came out yes i was on this planet okay um yeah i was on this planet (laughs) what the fuck yeah i was like (laughs) was that 2004 probably somewhere around there yeah yeah, I was on this planet. Um, I, I will say they are overshadowed with bands like Blink and should I even say Sum Forty One? Sum Forty One's pretty fucking massive. I would to say they're pretty much smaller than every main like stream pop punk band. Absolutely, like even like All Time Low and shit like that. And, people... Oh yeah, most definitely. I uh, I got a soft spot for Yellow Card. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it safe to say you have one? Yes. Yeah, Yellow Card is good, man. Because like, remember when they were doing that farewell thing? I'm like, we might go. Oh good. yeah, I do remember. Because I, li- I like them. Yellow. Yeah, man. It's not. Uh, it's the thing it's is, not generic pop punk. Yeah, I think it's, it makes you actually feel stuff because they have the, that instrumentation that goes along extra with like the violin and oh yeah, gorgeous, the trumpet and all that, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. So I just think they're underrated. I think what Ryan Key, I believe is his name, is a wonderful vocalist and a great writer. So it's just something that came to up in my head and as well as Ocean Avenue came up on my albums. And I'm like, why don't you write this down? Because I think it's very true. So I'm I'm kind of curious. Uh, just to get to the point, yes, I agree with your statement. Mm-hmm. I think Yellow Card is phenomenal. They're overshadowed by behemoths mm-hmm. like, what's my age again? What's my age again? <laughs> um, but I'm kind of curious to see if they grew more in popularity now that they're broken up. Okay. Because um, I'm sure, I know you didn't listen to him, but uh, what's his name? Avicii died. Mm-hmm. He's like a big DJ. Well, like, my what, what did uh, I listened to another podcast and he said, if you turn on the radio from any point between this year and this year, you know who Avicii is. So. Yeah. But, but like his Twitter gained like 25,000 followers. And all these people and saying s- that they love him and, all and, that. And, and, but somebody was like, like guys, I don't think he's going to be tweeting much. Anymore. Yeah. That's a good point. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how much like the whole, Oh, well they're not together anymore. plays an influence on in how much you like the band. Well, I don't know. Cause well, do you appreciate Vanna more now? Now that they're gone? No, I pre- well, it's very hard for me to appreciate Vanna more. Would you more say you appreciate just the same? You just miss him more? Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a, 
<laughs> She's you, snoring over there. It was more of a um, sadness that I won't be able to see them live again. The sadness will never end. Yeah. yeah that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because that like a lot of those songs that are like bangers, like live are like life changing and like life altering. Like Toxic Pretender at the end, like that last like 30, 45 seconds. Yeah. That yeah, shit was like, one. you know what I mean? And um, that's like the big deal about Vanna that I'm going to miss is a live show because that shit was like, yeah, that shit was nuts. Banana crazy. So, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I appreciate them more because, um, I like them. You know, I would, every time they would come up on the Warp Tour, I would go out a couple of songs. Nine times out of ten, I would go skate off, skate off, and do something else because it's the Warp Tour, you know. But um, cool, cool. I like them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool beans. All right, what's your next one? This one I think is probably uh, universally accepted. But I want your opinion on it. Uh, the PlayStation Two is the greatest video game console of all time. I uh, completely agree. Yeah, it has the biggest video game library to this day. Mm-hmm. The last game for it was made in 2011. Yeah, was the soccer game right? 2011. Yeah, let me repeat that. 2011. Yeah, we were already balls deep into the 360 and PS3. Yeah, for sure. I actually think at that point our current gen was like underway. Yeah, was like being developed. Yeah, for sure. Not too far off. Well, because I know that the well. When it, I want to say PS4 when, came about like 2013, 2014, right? 14, yeah. 14, I believe. But yeah, like you said, I think the rumors already started circulating about the next console already. And I remember it was a sad, I remember when I saw the article, it was a sad day yeah. when I found out that the PS. Absolutely. Because it's like, uh, I feel like Woody Harrelson in Zombieland, where he's like, I'm looking for like that last Twinkie. I feel like there's going to be a day where I'm going to be looking for that last, last PS2 game. Yeah. Because my shit went, went down in the flood. Like, three years after the PS3 came out. So I'm like, I lost all my shit. Damn. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I was some, to hear that. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer, but, um, yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm, I'm a geek out really quick. You could, uh, there was a, like a, an adaption you could buy for the PS2 and, uh, you could run Linux, which is like a computer operating mm-hmm. system off of the PlayStation yeah. two. And I thought that was pretty impressive for the time. Yeah. That was uh, way back in the day. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something I thought, like I said, it was kind of universally accepted. Because it's so, I think it's still the highest selling console of all time. I believe. Oh if, yeah. If not, the Wii U might have beaten it, but because everybody had a fucking Wii U at that point, you know what I mean? I even had one. I even my sister had one. I didn't play it, but everybody had one because it was just easy to have one. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, absolutely. It was cheap. All that good shit. I but, would, I would even say to argue that the PS2 is a much better DVD player than anything I've ever owned before. Yeah. Aside from maybe the PS4. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Because <laughs> it's a Blu-ray player. Yeah. Well, that's why the PS3 even stayed competitive when it came out. Because, obviously, if you're a gaming fan, they were focusing more on the Xbox, right? Yeah. But the only thing that kept the PS3 in, in contention was the fact it was, like... The, the ch- multimedia home. The ch- the cheapest Blu-ray player you can buy at the time. That, um, if you put movies on, like, a USB, you could watch it off that. Yeah. You could stream off the PS... All this good stuff. Yeah, for sure. One of those days, though. But, yeah, the PS2, I think, hands down. Yeah. Greatest console De- of all time. Definitely. Well, so far. And this one's going to be fun. The Muppets are better than Sesame Street. Oh, hands down. What what kind of a contest is that? <laughs> well, I guess like um, their creations like kind of merged with each other at one point. I think the Sesame or the Muppets were like an offshoot of the Sesame Street. I think I read or something like that. But uh, I think it I mean. How are you gonna top Menomina? <laughs> do, 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 do. Are you gonna top Swedish Chef? Yeah. Beaker, Beaker is my dude. <laughs> you ever see? Me, 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 me. Did, did you ever see the Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh one? yes, dude, it's so good, so good. <laughs> I, uh, I think the Muppets definitely get away with a lot more shenanigans than Sesame Street does. Oh for sure. I, I think it's a little bit more of adult, a little bit more adult. I, I think that's part of the issue here, because I'm sure um, 
No, I, I'm not even going to say that. Sesame Street is, is geared towards younger kids. Mm-hmm. And if you're an adult, once you start watching Sesame Street with your with your kid, you're going to start hating yourself. For sure. But when your daughter gets older, show her the Muppets and both of you can enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the main difference. Because mm-hmm. the Muppets, Muppets are the shit. I will say this. Every time I go to Florida, they have that like really outdated uh, like Muppet 3D show. <laughs> I still have to see it every time. Yeah, that good? Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. And Love it's over the Muppets. The time. Yeah, and it's like the 3D is so like outdated, but you like I said, you have to. It's so shitty, you want to see it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, real quick side note: Who's your favorite Muppet? Um, damn man, that's a good one. I want to say Animal. Animal's good, just yeah. because he cracks me up. Animal's a really good Muppet. Remember, uh, I shot out, or you technically took my idea and you shot it out the improv comedy thing, where I'm like the Muppets, and you're like the Muppets. <laughs> oh yes, I remember that. Yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> Poor Maddie. K O, um, I, I like the like the obscure ones like the witch doctor, <laughs> like the witch doctor. I like Gonzo. I think Gonzo's fucking Gonzo's like, funny. unintentionally funny. Fozzie Bear's pretty. Fozzie good Bear's too. good. I like his jokes crack me up, and I know they're not supposed to. That's the whole point. But I still laugh. <laughs> Maybe because I'm just a dad joke expert at this point. Yeah, and you just take uh, inspiration from Fozzie Bear. Yeah, because uh, the other day we gave her playing siege. And he got three kills in a row. I'm like, oh, man, you need a biscuit with that three-piece. You're like, fuck you for that joke. Oh, man. You're ridiculous. <laughs> it worked, though. I got a little bit of a laugh. Yeah. And then Swedish Chef, because uh, I, I quite enjoy laughing at foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> Make sense. But, yeah, I thought, yeah, I don't know why. All right. Let's, let's roll into this next one. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is week five of a game <laughs> called the No Names Game, uh-huh. where one of us provides a description of a movie game whatever the fuck mm-hmm. and the other one tries to guess it sure all right jake so um kind of in a similar vein i have less but more mm-hmm. i think you'll quite enjoy these so let's just take the timer out of this equation let's see if you could get these mm-hmm. movie number one an illegal alien is on the run from the government he befriends a child who aids him on the quest to return to the homeland et yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> number two with the help of a fugitive, this group of characters plots to escape from their prison camp where the warden uses the dead bodies of prisoners as food. What? <laughs> you heard me. Uh, go again? What's it? Okay. So with the help of a fugitive, this group of characters plots to escape from their prison camp where the warden uses the dead bodies of prisoners as food. Uh, pass. Pass. Okay, next one. A movie about a teenage boy who finds out that he is adopted. Sets out on a quest to find his real parents, and upon finding them, he must complete various tasks to prove that he is worthy of living with his biological parents. What the fuck? Adopted parent test. I don't know. Pass. Okay. (laughs) A movie about a married couple returning from their honeymoon. The bride's parents want to meet the husband, but the person who she married differs largely from the person they think she married. You're stumping me today, Gabe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Pass? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> this is the last one. Oh, man. This might be like the worst I've ever done at this Okay, show. a movie about an immigrant family in which the boy decides that school isn't for him and his father unrelentingly abuses, his father's unrelenting abuse leads him to find a new life. The friends he makes along the way are viewed to be his real family and the gang gets into all sorts of shenanigans and legal troubles. I think the more wordy you are with it, the more confused I get. <laughs> we'll go over these. You'll, 
You'll get a good kick out of these. Uh, I don't know, dude. You fucking, what is that? Over five or one for five or something? One like for that? five? Holy. You want to you surrender and we could go yeah. over them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to go bottom up. I'll okay. give you the description and then I'll give you the movie. Okay. This is a movie about an immigrant family in which the boy decides that school isn't for him. Mm-hmm. That, coupled with his father's unrelenting abuse, leads him to find a new life. The friends he makes along the way are viewed it to be his real family, and the gang gets into all sorts of shenanigans and legal troubles. Okay. This movie is called Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, next one. You already used Goodfellas, you cheater. Hey, man. <laughs> all right, next one. A movie about a married couple returning from their honeymoon when the bride's parents want to meet the husband... But the person who she married differs largely from the person they think she married. Okay. This movie is called Shrek 2. <laughs> <laughs> Got your head in your hand, huh? Yeah. All right. Next one. A movie about a teenage boy who finds out that he is adopted, sets out on a quest to find his real parents, and upon finding them, he must complete various tests to prove that he is worthy of living with his biological parents. Okay. This is a movie called Hercules. Okay. All right, that one makes okay, sense. That makes sense. Not that too outlandish. Was, that was yeah. That was not too far of a fucking reach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one. With the help of a fugitive, this group of characters plots to escape from their prison camp, where the warden uses the dead bodies of prisoners as food. This movie is Chicken Run. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even argue it because it is one hundred percent true. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking like. Someone like Auschwitz or something. I'm like, what the fuck? What is Gabe watching? <laughs> I am watching Chicken Run. <laughs> I guess so. Mm. That's, a, that's a thinker, huh? Mm-hmm. It really kind of shows how fucked up kids' movies are. I mean, yeah, if you look at it that way. <laughs> you, anything is fucked up if you look at it from a certain perspective. Absolutely. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about your retro review, the new <laughs> segment this week. Okay, so this is called Retro Review, and I don't know if we would alternate on this. We don't have to. But I, basically the whole point of it is kind of picking up a movie that we, you, know, you watched maybe as a kid growing up and you're kind of like with adult eyes looking at it uh, and kind of taking a look and seeing if you were on something to enjoy it when you were a kid. So this week is Scooby-Doo, the Scooby-Doo movie that came out, the first one, not the second one. The that, live one? Yeah, the live action one. Um, the one with uh, Matthew Lillard playing shaggy which might be the most accurate description of a shaggy that may have ever existed yeah even the cartoon shaggy was less of a shaggy than he was that's how serious he took that i think he's the voice of shaggy from here on out too from what's new scooby-doo forward yeah everything moving forward but yeah so i don't even know what year this movie came out i want to say like 2002 just based off memory so it's a live action scooby-doo movie featuring freddie prince jr um Sarah Michelle Geller, like I said, Matthew Lillard. I forget the name escapes me for who plays Velma, but she's really actually really attractive in retrospect. And of course Scooby Doo, who is an animated or CGI character. Okay, so so I remember I saw this movie in theaters with my father, right, back in the day. Enjoyed the hell of it, because of course it's fucking Scooby Doo. Why would you not enjoy it, right? And, you know, gr- growing up, now I'm an adult, looking at it with uh, adult eyes. Adult eyes, I'm gonna say that I still enjoy the fucking shit out of this goddamn movie. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. And, um, yeah, man, it's just a cheese ball kind of like, it's so bad that it has, um, what's the name of that fucking shitty band? Ah, fucking, uh, God damn it. Is that, sh- that simple plan? No, it's not simple plan. It's the fucking, what is the name of that fucking band? Now, now I'm gonna look it up real quick. Oh, the band in the movie? Yeah. Van and the Scooby-Doo movie. What's the name? Cause it's Sugar Ray. Is it Sugar Ray? 
I think it's Sugar Ray. That's how like timed like this era was for this film, and it kind of it was almost like a parody of the Scooby Doo thing. It was less of a serious kind of um, I mean as serious as it can get with a Scooby Doo movie. It was less of a serious kind of a plot and more of like them parodying the characters that they're playing. Uh, and dude, it's a fucking hoot. It's a blast. There's still jokes in there that I'm still picking up, like when he's meeting that girl on the airplane and she's like, Oh, my name is Mary Jane and Shaggy's like, that's like my favorite name. Yeah. Like that. That's like, a good one. That shit. Like, as you're picking up along the way, you're... man, that's a fucking good movie. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's again, I'm going to say it. This is like the third week in a row. I've said it. It's a fucking stupid movie, but it's a three out of five, man. That shit is fucking it's a blast every single time. Copy that. To watch Copy it. Copy three out of five. And, um, I, I actually just finished watching the second one today. Not as fun, but still fun, man. They need to like, bring this shit back you know they're actually doing like a like a direct to dvd like spinoff on how velma and daphne met and like they were like their own like crew first oh wow yeah that's, cool. that's kind of a cool thing kind of like origin story kind of a deal yeah man i've been wanting to pick up the uh the og scooby-doo they have this cool um they have this like dvd bundle yeah where it's all like the og scooby-doo animated series yes yeah, sir uh season- you know there's only two seasons of that three three seasons of that three seasons of that yeah but they're like 26 episodes a piece so i kind of great but i feel like Every now, every, like when the Scooby Doo episode comes on, I haven't like seen all of them. I feel like, yeah, that's definitely what it feels like. But it's like a never any pit of Scooby Doo, but it's only three seasons. I don't, I don't yeah. understand. Because I don't know, maybe we were younger, we weren't looking at how many seasons and binging is changing the way we watch stuff now. Anyway, the point I'm getting at is that this special edition gives you all three seasons, and the box itself is the Mystery Machine. Tell that's me that's not fucking cool. awesome, that, right? That's it's on, it's on Blu-ray. Cool. Uh, no, it's on DVD. Unfortunately, damn. I'm hoping we get like a Blu-ray, sprinkle some movies in there. I'll gladly drop fifty dollars on that. Yeah, that's right cool. Now, speaking of which, uh, Avatar is getting a Blu-ray remaster in May. Remaster? Yeah. Oh wow! So, I just fucking bought the fucking franchise, man. Cause oh it, no, what's Avatar? Uh, the Last Airbender. Okay, so not not core. Okay. Because uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, the Last Airbender was never on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It capped out at, at like 720p, mm-hmm. which is still pretty good, but mm-hmm. you start to notice it. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, they're coming out with a 1080, so I might just pick that up. That's cool. Yeah, I dig it enough. I don't to know if I ever spend money on it. I don't know if I ever like um, when I finished Legend of Korra. I don't think we were doing the podcast at the time. That was a good fucking show, man. Yeah, Legend everybody Korra. tells me the same. Legend- it was good, but it wasn't the last Airbender. Yeah, I would agree with that. But it was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was a good show. I enjoyed that. You know, uh, you start to notice some uh, some interesting things in the last Airbender. Yeah, like um. Obviously, I'm assuming you saw it when you were younger, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. you came back to it. Yeah. Yeah, same setup. Uh, I love Zuko. I love his character. His character is so fucking awesome. Yeah, that story arc is great. Easily one of my favorite story arcs, period. Yeah, for sure. Such a good character. Uncle Iroh makes me laugh, makes me cry. Uncle Iroh, <laughs> Uncle Iroh has words to live by. It's mm-hmm. crazy how much this animated old man, you know, touches your heart. I learned more season. from him than I did my real dad. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, sure. man, no. I for sure I agree with that. the last Airbender, man. Yeah. 1080p, finally. I'm to check. When is it coming out? Do you know? Uh, like mid-May. Mid-May. So. I have to check this shit out. Yeah, man, absolutely. I. It's like 45 bucks. It's not bad at all. I yeah. would gladly spend the 45 on that. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, before we move on, um, there's a show called Vikings. I think it's just on Showtime. I think okay. it's, um, and then, uh, Adrian's trying to get me into, cause I, I'm very much fascinated by the whole Viking thing. Especially with, uh, God of War and stuff now. Yeah. Well, in general I was, cause you know, Freya's your girl. Yeah. Freya was my girl and the spike kind of got me really like interested in all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and like you said, especially with the God of War coming to an end, I'm like, okay, let's get, let's get into it. Uh, so I'm going to start getting into that. I think that's my next thing, my next show. Your next venture. Yeah, I think. but my thing is like Adrian is the worst person to watch shows with because I go to work and Adrian continues to watch. And you come home when uh, she's nine seasons in yeah. and you're like, Adrian, what the fuck? Exactly. And she's like, woo. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. So um, I'm, I'm telling her, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have to lay down the law. I'm like, you're not allowed to watch the shit unless I'm home. Find something else to watch. Yeah, copy Go, that. go copy through Bob's, that. Bob's Burgers for the 17th time, goddammit. There's always that one show you could come back to. Bob's, dude, I, I like Bob's Burgers, right? I'm a fan of it. But your wife loves it. But my wife is so much a freaking freak for it is that I like am able to quote shit from the show because of how often I've watched it with her or as it was in the background. Literally, yeah. when she was pregnant, she sat down and just watched Bob's Burgers over and over and over again. <laughs> wow. You know they have a real cookbook? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. There's yeah. probably a lot of good merch you could get out of that oh, show. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, yeah, so... That's my next adventure is Vikings, and I'll let you guys know how, how it is. Cool beans. Her was pretty good. All right, let's let's uh, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Yep. You saw Infinity War? I did. Let's talk about it. Spoiler free? Spoiler free. Please yeah. and thank you. Yes, sir. Um, okay, so this is kind of the culmination of everything that's kind of happened up to this point, obviously. Past 10 years. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, this is what... There was two things when we found out, you know, that they were going to make the MCU a thing. There was two things that Marvel fans were looking forward to. When we found out, hey, there's going to be Avengers, we're like, hey, that means a civil war one day, right? And two is, hey, the Infinity War is coming too. The next thing, the next thing on the line is the Secret War. We'll get into that though. Oh man, yeah. But um, so the film came out. Obviously, uh, Black Panther still had a lot of heat behind it, right? So this whole Marvel thing is really it's chugging along. Yeah, it's really picked up steam. Train I felt. is hot. Yeah, it was it, it was been hot since the like the last the first Avengers. I feel like. It, like it really was got hot, but I think it's only gotten bigger over time, right? I feel like since Doctor Strange, it's just been steamrolling yeah, through the theaters for sure. And I like I feel like we get like a Marvel movie every three to four months now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, saw the movie. Uh, it is what you expect from uh, a Marvel movie, and I know at this point it kind of feels that sounds like that's kind of like an insult, but it's it's good it's good quality stuff. The story is good. Um, it is what you expect it to be. Thanos, Josh Brolin as Thanos did a great job. He kind of anchored this whole film and kind of kept everything together. Obviously, with uh, as many characters as there is, not all of them come together. This this got this going on here, that going on there. These characters, la la la. They start to have a mishmash of characters that haven't interacted before. Uh, my personal favorite interaction was Thor and Rocky Raccoon. I thought they were, <laughs> I thought they were a lot of fun together. Obviously, with Ragnarok, you know the way it was, the way that it was. They're kind of funny together. Um, and Rocket Raccoon is always kind of funny. Um, it was a good movie. I think tonally, my big thing is that it went from like super serious to kind of funny. And I feel like there's, there, there's definitely should be a balance there, but I feel like it was too like flipping a switch. Too quick. Yeah. And um, that's like my biggest complaint about it. Um, however, uh, the fight scenes are great. Everything was laid out well. Um it has you like looking forward to what's next. I think that's kind of the big deal, especially with the way that it ended. Um, I'm a fan. It's a great movie. Um, nothing mind blowing, really. Like nothing really made my jaw drop. Maybe I'm just feeling fucking like an extra saucy split place right now because I just finished God of War. So I'm like anything kind of everything yeah. else is kind of falling anything short. Anything that doesn't hit that. <laughs> yeah, that that whole kind of shock value kind of a deal. Um, it is what it, like I said, it is a Marvel movie. You know, it's a Marvel movie. Um, and typical of it, it's, you know, 
it's a great job you know overall um i feel like the best marvel movies that have come out recently have been outside of the typical director rotation right because they either have john favreau if it's not john favreau then it's um what's it called uh the russo brothers if it's not the russo brothers it's josh whedon and i feel like the ones that stick out the most are the ones that are from these like oddball yeah, directors uh, and, and one-offs I, yeah i think um obviously the russo brothers have good rapport with the marvel studios i think the next one might be a good idea to get somebody else involved at that but i know i know it's in the can already and they did they shot it back to back so it is what it is um but yeah uh great film four out of five a lot of fun um but like you said not you i think you may even made notice of it you're like hey you don't seem too like pumped about it i mean it's great you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like it's very standard uh to what we expect and um even storyline wise you know what i mean copy that you know what i mean copy that um you kind of expect what's going to happen um it ends in a different kind of a tone than what you'd expect um now from here next like i said they shot them back to back next we have ant-man the wasp which i'm going to see because i like the first ant-man quite a bit and then they have uh captain marvel is next after that and then the 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 follow-up to this movie my question is is uh because the storyline is still very much up in the air um kind of leave that as vague as possible they kind of changed the title they didn't name it affinity war part two or whatever so what are they gonna name it that's my kind of my thing other than that a lot of fun you know what can i say copy that copy on milking the cow yeah yes sir um not i felt like civil war was more of an epic personal storyline as opposed to this yep and i get that you know we have a a 10 years worth of movies that kind of wrap in and kind of try to make this and I know that the storyline with Thanos in the comic books wasn't really a personal kind of a story either. It was just a guy who wanted to conquer planets and la 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 and wanted to destroy the la 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 la. Um, I liked how they kind of changed Thanos's motives. It's not about Mister's death. Um, it's about I don't know being an asshole. Well, not even just that. It's like the economy of these planets. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're Thanos. You're, you're trying to go after Mr. Death. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. That's why you exist. God damn it. <laughs> but, um, that was a little weird. And I think we didn't have it. There's too much of time with him without the helmet. And we talked about this, uh, I think in the group chat when we saw the trailers, I'm like, where's this fucking helmet? Where's this guy's fucking helmet? Why is he bald? Why is he walking around? He looks and, like a thumb thumb. Yeah. Why? Why? He looks like his, his chin looks like a ball sack. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I don't get it. But, um, yeah, I had a good time. Um, packed man the theater was fucking packed yeah I bet opening weekend yeah it's gonna do big business obviously Um, so uh, yeah good film check it out I'm sure you will eventually uh, <laughs> after Deadpool probably really yeah Deadpool's got priority yeah Deadpool's got priority and uh, last thing I'll say is that this particular post credit scene was a little underwhelming as compared to what we've gotten before not even just that just based on what happened in the movie it's like it didn't like okay you know what i mean yeah um cool cool but other than that yeah good film check it out now from the positive going to the negative in the whole marvel universe of this granted this is not the same thing uh we got the new venom trailer right have you seen this yes i've seen the new venom trailer what is your opinion on this venom trailer my opinion has not swayed or changed really um the only thing that really gets me going is like, you know, Deadpool. 
Mm-hmm. Other than that, it falls under the category of the superheroes genre is oversaturated, mm-hmm. and it it, it kind of sucks because um, Tom Hardy's a great actor. I yes. love him. I know you do as well. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to compare it to to Green Lantern, but this might be the Green Lantern of his career. Okay, I'm it, uh, I'm actually shocked how well much you and I lined up on this one. I um I like Venom. I love Venom. Uh-huh. He's one of my favorite villains, antiheroes, and everything in between. But this trailer didn't do anything for me, and I feel like that's part of the problem. Yeah. Venom, what? Back in the day, Spider-Man comics, when you saw Venom, you knew shit was going down, mm-hmm. and you knew you're like, oh my god, Venom is in this issue. I need to, you know. But then the same thing happened. Venom became more of a common occurrence. Yeah. People weren't afraid of him anymore. Yeah. And I feel like we're at that part where we see Venom and we're like, oh, yeah, cool. Whereas, you know, maybe if Venom came out a couple of years ago when the whole R-rated superhero thing was new mm-hmm. and maybe taking a, you know, the horror spin on it mm-hmm. would have been cool. But at this point, like, what what is Venom going to bring to the table for me? And then I'll, I'll agree with this and I'll springboard it off what you previously said. This trailer looked like a cut from a really bad horror movie. Yeah. It looks, it doesn't look particularly shot well. Venom didn't look particularly, he looked like Spider-Man 3 Venom, just like the animation wise. and not the yeah, From what but, we've seen. Yeah. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that they yeah. won't do that again. Yeah. Um, it's just it, like I said, it looks like a really poorly cut bad horror movie, and that just really scares me, man. That really scares me. And then again, I had mild interest going into this, and now it's very not good at all. Like I'm not hyped about this movie at all. And I know Parker probably. I think Parker had something nice to say about it, but I don't know, man. I think this is just like I feel like this movie, uh, Deadpool, or anything X Men related at this point, is like in that ether, that strange space that. I feel like I shouldn't get too invested in it because Disney's just going to wipe it all away. That's my feeling on this whole entire thing. And um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm excited for the Deadpool, but in the back of my head, I know Disney's going to be like, turn it down a little bit in the next one. Because these movies were in the can. They're done, right? So they couldn't do anything after that. But now, after anything after the fact, Disney's in control. And they yeah. pushed back New Mutants, by the way. Ouch. Yeah, so it's scary because I know Disney owns a lot of property. Yeah, uh, Disney's in control. They I are the loom. think because they bought Fox, right? They did, yes. Um, guess what's owned by Fox? Hmm. By now, Disney. Hmm. The Alien series. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of our favorites could fall under that Fox category because there's been a lot of bangers. Uh-huh. Mm, kind of scary to know that one company is kind of funding all this. Yeah. I'm not calling it Umbrella Corps, but it's pretty close to Umbrella Corps. <laughs> if if yeah. Amazon buys Disney, then we're all fucked. <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> which, way do you, which way do you think that would go? That's interesting. That is a... Uh, it's two Titans. Yeah, that's like a... I feel like Kratos in that God of War 3 when the Titans are fighting each other, you're kind of just sitting there like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the consumer base and their yeah. wallets. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to stay out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's an interesting one. Maybe we'll save that for another day. But yeah. it's pretty intense. Um, I have faith in Deadpool 2. Uh, just because um, it was wrapped before Disney bought everything up. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how the next one goes. Um, what I'm hoping is that Deadpool isn't an endless like spiral of sequels and spinoffs. And 
this and that. I just hope they keep it minimal and just do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to Venom, I mean, you got my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucks because I love Venom. I love uh, Carnage. I think they're great. Yeah. I think I think a Venom origin story would be cool in black and white. And I think it'd be cool as like a um, like an offbeat kind of artsy movie. Jeez, watches a noir movie once and he thinks he's a fucking noir expert. God, I'm just man. saying, I think <laughs> Venom would be a good movie to play with that with. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to do a Spider-Man movie in black and white. Mm-hmm. You're not going to you're not going to do a lot of these types of movies in black and white. Mm-hmm. In fact, you're going to do two movies in black and white. Mm-hmm. Logan and maybe Venom. And I think that's fair. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. We'll see, because I know we, it always feels like we always talk about Disney, but because they own everything yeah. now, we can't not talk about Disney. <laughs> uh, Disney's about to buy Rise Records, bro. They're right. about to buy Undrove. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> oh, tone it down, you little pricks! <laughs> Don't say fuck. <laughs> uh, it sounds like the it sounds like the Insta, their Instagram page, but um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, has Disney gone too far? Yeah, right. But um, that's my that that's my fear. Like I said, these X Men, uh, Deadpool, and uh, oh, I have bad news. Uh, okay. And this is really bad news for me and mildly bad news for you. Okay. I recently found out. So we saw, uh, what do we see? Uh, Sweet Baby Jesus. And the one after Days of Future Past. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse. There yeah. we go. We saw that together. Uh-huh. And we had, um, we, we both liked it. Yeah, it One more than the other. That's fine. And uh, the post credit scene. Mr. Sinister. Goodbye. Yeah. That's, um, so the title for the working title for the next one Dark is Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Uh-huh. How the fuck are you going to tie Mr. Sinister into all this? And, uh, and then my, my big thing is, um, if, if Dark Phoenix even gets made at this point, no, not even that, not even that. No, 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 no. My big thing was, well, we saw that the original X trilogy could not pull off Dark Phoenix in three movies. Mm-hmm. What the fuck makes you think you could pull it off in three movies? Mm-hmm. And but wait, it's Brian fucking Singer. How mm-hmm. are you gonna make the same mistake twice like that, dude? Well, like I said, that I wouldn't even shock me if this movie's not even made. Yeah, fuck, man, it sucks because this new this X reboot was doing pretty well. All right, so after the pod, I'll talk about the post credit scenes for the Avengers movie yeah. because it was like it doesn't have any tie to the story at all. Like at all, like it's something that you already expect, right? So I'll, we'll talk about it after the air. I'm sure the nerds out there are gonna be like, oh "My God, you ruined it!" So I'm not gonna do it on the podcast. But I think they could have done something that got me a little bit more hype than what I got, because like I said, it's what it was expected. But um, yeah, man, that's my opinion on the whole thing. I don't know. I feel like it's such a downer, but I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. I don't know, but I'm you're you're in that you're in that zone, man. Yeah, you're in that golden zone. God of War left you off on that high. Maybe you should have waited. <laughs> Maybe you should have waited, man. I'm not gonna wait. You're, you're out here. You're you're shooting heroin, and then you know you're, you're smoking some weed, and you're like, dude, this weed is bullshit. <laughs> that's what you're doing. <laughs> that out could here. be it. I don't know, man. I felt like I felt mentally exhausted after God of War, though. Man. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm gonna completely derail this conversation. What else is new? So we went to a brewery today. Yes, it's actually like a 10 minute walk from here here your uh-huh. house the studio mm-hmm. sorry this isn't a house this is our studio <laughs> nobody lives here <laughs> right, it's called blue nose brewery uh-huh. it is fan-fucking-tastic yeah so there's a groupon out for it if you stay in the general area i highly recommend the groupon but um so it's 27 bucks for two people you get a tour of the brewery you get a sampler flight of like their popular beers mm-hmm. and you get a 32 ounce crawler to go home mm-hmm. which is pretty solid mm-hmm. um 
let me tell you this. It is a, um, and I know every every brewery is going to preach this. Every local place is going to preach this, but it is genuinely local. Like yeah. These people are, you you'll see these dudes at like metal shows, uh-huh. <clears throat> and it feels they they have care for their product. Cool. And I'm not here to sell them. Not here to promote them. Uh-huh. I'm saying I went there today. We spent like two hours in there. I had a genuine good fucking time. Cool. The space uh, that they're located in the building is a lot of open space. They got a pool table. They got some arcade machines in there. Cool. It feels fucking great. It has that like rusty aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, the beers themselves, I promise you, you'll find something there that you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the flight and uh, one of their beers is called Down With The Thickness. It's a play on a disturbed song. Mm-hmm. The the subtext for that is a uh, open up your tank and let it flow into me, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is a stout. Okay, it's a British stout, mm-hmm. and I hate stouts. Yeah, but this wow, this was fucking good. I slammed that shit down. Oh yeah, yeah. They have this. Um, I'm telling you, there's something there for everybody. They have the one I was really impressed by. It was called Lena, which is this like light kind of fizzy ale, mm-hmm. and it tastes almost like carbonated apple juice. It's really good. Oh, and it's like six percent alcohol. I was like, wow, that's great. But then they have this uh, booze called uh, Cool Hair. Mm-hmm. It's a sour raspberry ale. Ooh, wow. I got that shit and I was like, this is the one. This is yeah. the one I want. I downed it. I was like, that was phenomenal. That blew me off my fucking feet. Mm-hmm. And I got my 32 ounce crawler of that. Nice. So, like I said, if you're in the local area, mm-hmm. check it out. Totally worth it. Um, I think it's a pretty rad spot to hang out at. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, good time. I put their sticker on my phone case. Very cool. Because my phone case was getting kind of lonely. You're a believer, huh? Yeah. Check that shit out, man. That is. I'm about to do that soon. They also. Um, they're they're getting local bands to play. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be badass to play our last show at a brewery. Just yeah, saying. that would be kind of fun. And the dude, um, one of the bartenders is in like a death metal band, mm-hmm. so he he gets our feel, you know, he gets yeah. our vibe. So I don't think it'd be too crazy to to you know, just a thought. Throw that out there. I'm cool with that for all one of you listeners out there. Hey man, this is. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, what else we got? Well, we got to the, I think the final topics and oh no, we do have one more. So. Tarantino's new movie's got a title. Oh, does it now? I didn't even hear about this. It's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's the name of the, the title. I love it. It's very Tarantino, obviously. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, and he said, and this is his personal opinion, and this could be just the director hyping up his own film. He has every right to. He says this is the most Pulp Fiction-y thing he's ever written. That's what it was told. Have we gotten to that point in our lives and in Tarantino's <laughs> career where he uses Pulp Fiction as an adjective and not a noun? Yeah. Well, here's my here's my my thing about this because obviously the story is about Charles Manson. We talked about this before. Pulp Fiction was a dialogue heavy movie, right? Yeah. Didn't really have a whole lot of like gore, action, things that Tarantino's known for, right? So my question is: Is this going to be more of like an investigative kind of a film, or is this going to be like a, a glorious bastard retelling of history kind of a vibe? I don't know. We See don't. now, here's the problem again. We're using Tarantino to describe Tarantino. Yeah, and that's not the issue we should be focusing on. Okay, so what's the issue then? I think the issue. No, no, we. You're completely right. I am concerned. Is this going to be like a Pulp Fiction fucking timeline where we just see shit all jumbled up and it comes together at the end? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Well, it's not even just that. My, it's just the vibe, the feeling, kind of a deal. 
I think this is a subject you go many ways on. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tarantino's the kind of dude to go all uh, seven on us and do it from like a buddy cop serious kind of point of view. Yeah. I don't think he is, but I think you could definitely spin it that way. Yeah. Where they're looking into it, you know, Vince and Jules style while everything's kind of falling in the background. And, because uh, Brad Pitt's in this movie, you know that, right? Yeah, I know Brad Pitt's in this Brad movie. Brad Pitt, uh, uh, Leo, Leo, obviously. And then Margot Robbie's still no confirmation quite yet, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting, because like I said, when if you when you say Pulp Fiction, that's not what I imagined when we originally heard the concept behind this film. I accept, I expected yeah. more of it a bloody kind of a almost like hateful eight, where it's all build up and then yeah. the last yeah. like hour or so is just mayhem, blood. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I, I'm cool. Honestly, I think I'm cool with either way, because um, I think a, a kind of a more serious investigative kind of approach on the, to this topic is something that we haven't really seen yet. Uh, and I think, um, you know, obviously if it's fucking gory and bloody, I'd still love it, but I think it really depends on which way they go. Yeah. I think this is a most pulp, pulp, pulp fiction movie. I can't English tonight. It's very subjective because there's a lot of components to pulp fiction. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's like the van argument. It's not one thing. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of everything that mm-hmm. makes it good. Right. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. So I'm curious to see what components he thinks, yeah, uh, play a role into it. And now the question is, does he th- does he like it better than Pulp Fiction? If the two movies are similar in nature, will um, we now have a rift in the Tarantino like community? Well, did, does he say that Fiction is his favorite film? I don't know. Well, it's I, he seemed, you know he he strikes me as the type of guy as his most recent film is his favorite film. He strikes me as that type of guy because he's like it's bigger and better every time. I. No, I don't have any like proof of this. I think he, I don't think he hates Pulp Fiction. I think he kind of, um, like the Devil Wears Prada, where he doesn't really like bringing that stuff up and talking about it. Like, yeah, it was good when we did it, but now, now we're taking new directions. Now we're moving on something else. And um, do you think it's kind of an interesting thing that he's done the last couple of films, where he's not really, um, what's the where he's taking things from the past. Like you know, his last couple of movies haven't take place in modern times. Glorious Bastards, Django, you know, Hateful Eight, and like these don't. Take, I dig it. These don't take place in modern times. I absolutely dig it. So you think it's um, something like that he's chosen, or you think it's kind of just something that fell into his lap in regards to like just how the stories play out? I think um, it has a lot to do with inspiration at the time. Yeah, and I'm sure this man draws inspiration from the strangest of places, and you know, adapts it into his own work. It's funny because I think you're probably right about that. I think you could tell what Tarantino is watching based on what his films are. Because if you look at the timeline here, right, um, was his first film? Was it Reservoir? Reservoir Dogs, yeah. Okay. Um, Elvis Costello had this quote where it was like, you have 10 years to write your first album and then one year to write your second, uh-huh. right? And I think that kind of goes to show because he had all this kind of creativity bottling up to just kind of crank out something wonderful, Yeah. right? And uh, Reservoir Dogs is a good movie, yeah. yeah. but compared to the rest of it, you know, it kind of gets swept under the rug. Yeah. So I think that's interesting because Reservoir Dog could be a culmination of everything you've seen. Mm-hmm. But then fast forward to Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Looking at that, it's very 90s. Mm-hmm. It is a very 90s movie. And mm-hmm. you could kind of see the influence from all the shit. The shitty diner, mm-hmm. the long black hair on uh, Travolta. Mm-hmm. But that's very 90s. Uh, the preachy thing, I would say that's 90s. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. You look at what we have, uh, Django. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't too far after 310 to Yuma, which mm-hmm. is another great fucking movie, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the whole cowboy thing kind of 
I think he, he does what we do with music. He'll find something he likes, mm-hmm. binge the fuck out of it, and then he'll write some stuff. Mm-hmm. And he'll use that as kind of inspiration. Because if you look like, like Kill Bill, though, it kind of has that Japanese kind of... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Over and, the top uh, kind of a violent a, samurai kind of a feel. He does justice to the culture. Well, not in that movie, but he respects the culture. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think he knows what he's writing. And yeah, you could definitely tell that he would definitely watch something like Seven Samurais and yeah. stuff in that nature. Probably a good boy, shit like that. Uh-huh. So I think it depends, man. Life is beautiful and uh, taking new places. But I dig this kind of old school vibe. But Do you wish that he would kind of write something that's kind of more... I don't want to say original because that is implying that his stuff is not original material. But like, would you rather him kind of write his own story from the ground up and kind of create his own universe? Because uh, these universes are kind of established. You know, I mean, the whole Nazi thing. We here's kinda, my thing. Okay. Tarantino, what is he going to do that isn't kind of being done right now? Is he going to write me a space opera? No, dude, we're getting dicked down with space operas every year right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is he going to give me a superhero movie? Please no, unless it's Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Right? So what is he going to do? He's going to go in. He's going to find an interesting-ass story mm-hmm. like the Manson case, mm-hmm. and he's going to do justice to it. And it's you know it's <clears throat> old enough to where um, he could kind of play with it, but it's still relevant enough where people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I know who Charles Manson is. He just died. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> Interesting take. So, do, 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 do. I dig it. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm supportive of what he does. Mm-hmm. I trust. Creative, yeah. I trust in Tarantino. Trust in Tarantino 2020. Yeah. So, it's cool, man. He's kind of, he's getting old, man. He's graying. Like, yeah, real bad. For sure. So, this is going to be nine. Man- yeah. Manson's going to be nine. And uh-huh. then ten. And then that's it for his... Oh, what he claims to be it for his like main uh, season, main series, whatever you want to call it, his yeah. main line, mm-hmm. the Tarantino brand movies. Mm-hmm. Weird. And then we're gonna get a box set that is the briefcase from Pulp Fiction with yeah. all ten movies. I like that. That's not confirmed, but that's what I hope for. <laughs> and it needs to have that that gold light when you open it too. Yeah, man. It needs to have probably it. like two hundred dollars, but fuck it. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Ten movies, two hundred bucks. Yeah, like it. Movie. And a gold light bulb. Fuck yeah. It's <laughs> I'm excited yeah. for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great film. Great great That's title. Very punk title. It's also a ripoff of Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. But but they're friends. So Speaking about Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Are you still on Upon a Burning Body? <laughs> yes, but uh, this is not. Okay, go ahead. Let's, let's get into this because obviously we're wrapping up this podcast at this point. All right. <clears> so uh, what are you jamming? Uh, a little bit of that, but I'm not going to get into it because I been I an old album from a couple of years ago reemerged and that is Capsize's most recent. Uh, I love Capsize. I was jamming to that too. That that shit came up on my phone. I'm like very that, emo. I'm like it's a good fucking album, man. That takes the best elements from emo music like MCR and all that shit. He gives it some fucking huevos and gives it like the best elements from hardcore music. Yeah, it gives some and balls. that's just a very good niche to kind of be in right now. Mm-hmm. Them, um, but they fell off the face of the earth. Yes, they haven't done anything recent. I don't think they've tweeted anything recently either. Mm-hmm. Maybe just they're taking their break. Mm-hmm. But them and like to the wind and that kind of genre, um, phenomenal, man. It was very good. It was mm-hmm. kind of, and yet you missed that show. Go figure. Uh, yeah, I, I did. I, I had something that day. Yeah, but it's like. Um, Vanna, like Vanna infused tea, you know. You see that, like that. a little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. You see that, I like that, but yeah, so yeah, man. That capsize up was good. That can't, uh, that I'll can't. Sue my shit if I'll never see you again, yeah. That's, that's, that's badass. so, yeah, that's, so, that's dope. so crybaby. That's that's very episode four Luke Skywalker, <laughs> but at the same time, that's very like episode six Vader, 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so that came up on shuffle. What else came up on shuffle this week? Uh, fuck. Damn it. There's another thing I wanted to talk about, but now it's slipping my brain. God damn it. Oh, undermined. Oh, hello. So, so this is old, obviously, because uh, Nick Martin is also now the guitar player for Sleeping With Sirens. But back in the day, he was in a band that had some huevos. So chug, chug, check, chug. check that out. Um, cool, cool. And now I'm going to get into this band. That's going to be on my next week jam into that band that you fucking Parkway Drive 2.0. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to jam to that and definitely. Absolutely. You'll, you'll dig the album, man. I promise. Oh, um, so before also before we, we completely sign off and all that, uh, I listened to the new Chelsea Grin. It's just noise to me, man. I don't know. You don't like it? It's just noise to the, me. The most recent? Yeah. Um, Dead Rose. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh, the single. Yeah, yeah, Okay, I thought you were talking about no, the, no, 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 the last no. album, Self-Inflicted. No. No, Did you listen d- to that? Yeah, I jammed that. Did I like you it. like it? Yeah, I like that, yeah. I think, and we didn't talk about this today. We, I think we should talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, for all those deathcore metal <laughs> fans out there, mm-hmm. uh, Alex Kohler has left Chelsea Grin. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how to feel about this yet. I'm still like very confused about it. Uh, he left for um, sobriety. For sobriety. And uh, props to you for making that life choice, man. It's tough, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. But what is. I hate to say it because they're still a band and they got the replacement, but what is Chelsea Grin without Alex? Eh. It's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, he's been the. What's it called? The, the driving force yeah. since 2011's Desolation of Eden. Yeah, he's been mainstay and all that because uh, they've, they've been cycling members in and out. But he's been the only one that's stuck around. Yeah, man. I, I remember like listening to Recreant and like uh Cheyenne Strokes and shit like that. And wow, I was like, dude, this is fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I recently like kind of rediscovered them and mm-hmm. fell in love all over again with uh self inflicted and Now I will say about Alex. When I saw him live, he pissed me off. Why is that? Because he makes those highs look so fucking effortless, it pissed me off. Is that good? It made me mad because I saw them live <laughs> one time. With Vanna and I set to kill. Weird lineup. Yeah, weird, super weird lineup. That was I wrestled the bear once, but I didn't even stay for them because they're so bad. Uh, <laughs> but um, I saw him, and I'm like, this motherfucker is not even that fucking trying, goddammit. He's not even sweating up there. It pissed me off. It made me mad. <laughs> and uh, I think that goes to show, man, because he definitely comes off as the uh, as the type you'd be like, well, really? This is just another Franz yeah. you know, with the way he looks. Oh, God, That's no. totally not the case because yeah, he's a very fair. talented vocalist. For sure. And he puts care into his music. Yeah, sure. And uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of sad to see him go. Yeah. And uh, you will be missed. He is doing a uh, side project called uh, Greaves. Okay. Something like that. And uh, I haven't really checked that out yet, but I'll look into it. But yeah, man, it kind of sucks because Chelsea Grin was the, like, aside from Every Time I Die, they were like the band mm-hmm. at Warped Tour this year that I was going to, like, you know, lose my mind to. Oh, yeah. They are playing Warped Tour this year. And, I forgot uh, about that. And this replacement, um, <laughs> what's his name? He's from uh, another band. Mm-hmm. Be like, he was the guitarist from another band guitarist yeah i'll get i'll get back to you on mm-hmm. that but uh yeah man dead Rose is okay yeah it's i put it on and i'm like this is just noise it's uh, if if i can't reach my phone it's not getting skipped mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those but i don't know i'll wait for the album before i, I drop the full judgment hammer yes sir but, i like how i like kept it all very hush hush i don't really like when bands are like oh by the way we kicked out a guy but here's a new song it's like Motherfucker, how long have you been? How long have you known that? Why are you sitting on that now? Why? How long have you known that you're not going to be? I, I think their whole uh, idea behind it was that they did both kind of in the same day, just because they're doing a warp tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex did give 
you know, a thank you to Kevin Lineman. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of the big concern where Kevin's like, all right, well, you guys still want to do Warped Tour, yeah? And like, yeah, and then he's like, all right, well, we got to find you a replacement vocalist. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of part of the struggle there. Oh, because they know. did have that lined up, and that's not you know last warp tour. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna miss that for sure. Hell or high water at this point. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I'm not the biggest Chelsea Grin fan, but they're fun. So absolutely, man. Kind they of bring a the grime. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. to Alex, even though he's not dead, he's alive. I'm uh, I'm kind of curious to see if he'll come back. No, I don't think so. No. When you, when a guy leaves for that reason, you know they're they're gone for a bit there. Yeah, or forever at that. You point. know that you know that Avicii committed suicide. You know that right? Oh, is that what they ruled it? Yeah. Copy that. It was kind of, you know, we're talking about Alex now, but okay. No, no, no. It's just like, it crossed my mind because um, cause his thing was he got off tour because he wanted to get sober. And he got sober. Well, he got off tour. He got off live performances in 2016 because... His liver or something was like His fucking, health was really fucked up. Because yeah. of, of the drinking and yep. all that. But yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah. I mean, we'll see what Chelsea Green does from here you, on out. You know what I, what I need? What? Um, and this kind of, th- this is just kind of Gabe talking right now. Let me get uh let me get Alex Kohler as a feature on the next Every Time I Die album. <laughs> Probably oh, not. Come on, you know he'd totally slay that shit. Yeah, but it's not likely. I think it's too different. Eh. They had Brendan Urie on a fucking song. That's there. a good point. But they're friend like they're friends though. Yeah, and Keith's also friends with the dudes from Fall Out Boy and with Knuckle Puck and with all these other fucking musicians. Mm-hmm. I it's not inconceivable. Mm-hmm. I just think that it'd be cool. I think he's the type of guy, Alex is the type of guy that once he's out, he's out. We'll see. Uh, he's still doing music. He has his clothing line. Um, I guess time will tell. Yeah. It's kind of sad to see him go. But if he if he's like, hey, I'm in another deathcore band, let's fucking roll. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll pick up the EP. Mm-hmm. You see me out there with the windmill arms? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. I what the fuck? My ears just fucking fucked with me. But yeah, so yeah, that's what I was jamming this week. What were you jamming, Gabe? Uh, okay, so... Um, a quick little thing. I'm going to have my little weekly every time I die rant. Mm-hmm. The good thing about getting into a band like this. By the way, Gabe, we only have like 10 more minutes. We've been doing That's it. fine. That is fine with me. I'll, I'll keep it quick. They have so much shit to get through. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been a lot of, okay, well, I'm kind of bored of this album. Let's move on. And then like I'll like rediscover my love for them. And like this week's album is uh, uh, kind of one that I didn't think I'd get into. But it is from Parts Unknown. Mm-hmm. I kind of like skipped it, you know, when I was really? like having my. Yeah, but I came back to it. and I'm glad I did. Because I'm, I'm, I'm in need of that, like, that grimy, sloppy. It's a very sloppy album, mm-hmm. and I love it. Shit like Overstayer and Eldorado, phenomenal, oh, yeah. along with Decaying with the Boys. Just great. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from that, I want to bring a little bit of attention to the Saw 6 soundtrack. What? The Saw 6. Saw okay. 6, the movie soundtrack. I'm okay. just going to name some of the bands that were on the, uh, on the soundtrack. Okay. Hatebreed, Laguna Coil, Dice oh, Today. Jesus Christ. Mushroom Head, Chimera. <laughs> okay. Uh, Suicide Silence, Memphis Mayfire. Uh, Is that the the Ghost in the Mirror? Yes. Uh, Shadows Fall, Converge. I fuck with Converge. Uh, who else? Every Time I Die, of course. Uh, Sixty Nine Eyes and Miss May I. I just thought that was super badass. I think that kind of pulls a lot of the good core stuff. My together. thing is like, this is something that I recall happening for the first time when Ghost Ship came out. Because they had <laughs> not falling on the soundtrack, and that shit was like the ending credit song. Why does? I mean, I I kind of understand because the imagery, but metal and horror just go so well together. You yeah, know? definitely. I but, think... but but a movie like Saw, like we didn't really have like a music number from what I remember. Like why? Why did it have such a badass? Yeah, soundtrack? I don't know, man. I think that um, 
at the time. What did, when did Sox 6 come out? 2008, 2009? Oh, it was beats, later in the Saw series, right? Beats me, yeah. But I just think they didn't know what to kind of do with it because although it is fitting in the theme of things, it, like when you're watching it, unless you know the band, you know, you, you weren't really like, wow, that was a good song to put there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, unless you know the band. Yeah, I think the, off the top of my head, the only movie that, or the like the soundtrack, like I'm like, wow, that was a good song was like American Pie 2. Like anytime all the fuck, American Pies, I think, were pretty a, solid across. That's a, that's a good point, yeah. Um, but oh, go yeah, ahead. go ahead, go no, ahead, no, go ahead. All right, and this is the last one. Another band I didn't think I'd get into. Uh, after the burial, Are you fuck with them. I told you to watch them at Warped Tour. You're like, oh, too genty for me. Okay, they are <laughs> genty, but um, you know, Neo Seal that mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. Wow, holy shit! Something struck a chord with me on Friday with that one. <laughs> they they are super genty, but that song in particular. Is kind of what I'm jamming to. I don't know if I'll get into him anymore. We'll see. You see that uh, video of him doing the the probably my wife uh, the the gent stick. You probably, did you see that video? Jared yet? Dines. No, no, no. It's a gent stick. I'll show you. In a, I'll show you after this. Uh, but um, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yes, you're late to the party yeah, on that one. Burial is uh, doing it. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, with that, uh, we're doing last thing was playing, watching, la la la. You're probably playing Siege, I imagine, right? You're probably playing Siege, I yeah. imagine. Well, now, now my thing is like, uh, I'm going to take a step back from God of War. It's done. Uh, I'm going to play stuff that's not story related. Like, I don't need a story to my fucking MLB game. Uh, take a step back because I don't feel like anything I play until Last of Us Part 2 is going to come very, very short of how I felt Can't about be that. God of War. Can't be that. But other than that, that's this week's podcast, and it was fucking. A long one, it felt it was like. It brutal, man. Yeah, maybe because it's late. I'm tired and your girlfriend's probably, you're probably going to have to get a spatula to pry her off my couch. <laughs> Just uh, flip her over and <laughs> cook her even on the other side. Yes, sir. Uh, but with that, uh, we are on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all the places you find podcasts. Such a radio, days. Podbean. Such, such a radio, Podbean, all that good stuff. Any place you find a podcast, you can find us there. Uh, like us on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, like, rate, rate, like, rate, and subscribe because I haven't done the actual ending recently. Yeah. And I'm like, so now you're kind of losing it. Yeah, so I'm like, let me get that back into the swing before I stop making the joke about the whole MySpace and Friendster thing. Um, but yeah, so like us, all that good stuff. Uh, comment, all that good stuff. I'm gonna try to get us on YouTube. That's my absolutely. Comment. That's my next objective. I've been just knocking down all the major platforms as we go along. So yeah, all that good stuff. See you guys next week for episode seventy.